I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. He was yelling. He was yelling at his children as we start the podcast, which is exactly what we want out of this. I'm your host, John Marthaler. Uh With me is the whole regular crew. Brandon's in Dallas. Yotis B. Uh, Stu is on the line. You already heard Stu, but he can say hello anyway. Hey guys, uh, how's it going? Uh, Clarence is in the South Metro. What's up, fuckers? I suppose it doesn't even really count as the Metro. It's sort of out of the Metro. South of the bunker. metro would be more accurate. Undisclosed location bunker. We, we don't uh, we don't receive Met Council services, John. So I'm yep. not counting ourselves as as uh, the metro. America. F- that's, yep. a, that's an excellent point. And we have a special guest this week. Uh, podcaster emeritus Michael Rand is joining us as well. Gentlemen, how you doing? Joining us from a sub basement where he is chained to a couch. If you could only see this now. If we were video recording this podcast, you'd see that behind Mike's head is. Probably the biggest furnace in Minneapolis. It's a so. big, oh, it's a big oh, I've seen oh, a lot man. of big furnaces you just, in, you just in gave Minneapolis. Away my lo- you just gave away my location. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> the furnace museum. <laughs> Panic room. Yeah. And what we're going to start with this week, because they're on TV right now, and we're we're getting a chance to watch them as we do the podcast, as we always do, is speaking the, of panic room, is the Timberwolves who yes. were tied at fifty two and have now gone behind and can't defend and keep turning the ball over. So we were going to have a time where Brandon could have a formal apology to Flip Saunders, but maybe we don't need to do that anymore. Yeah, I feel like I bitched about the Wolves for like nine straight months. And then all of a sudden, Clarence is swooping in and trying to take my Wolves negativity thunder. I just like back off and get your own no, team to all hate, I'm man. All I'm trying to say is I said uh, they didn't have a bench and they can't play defense. Wait, and wait, you pointed that out? Where, where, yes, where? No what, shit. Uh, you and every on? single other person with eyes. <laughs> no, no. It, see, so I said that and I was mocked. And ridicule on this podcast. Okay, you are you are this persecution complex. You are the Jimmy Connors of this uh, podcast. Fine, fine. Let's uh, let's go to impartial reference. That is a great reference. Nineteen eighties tennis. Let's see if we can work some Waltons jokes in too. 
let's ask an impartial uh, impartial judge here, Michael Rand. Uh, uh, when it comes to the Wolves, I'm not impartial. He hasn't been no, in the finals this year, but sure. I'm not talking about the Wolves. I'm talking no, about no. on your blog. You, you've got uh-huh. this, this blog that you read for the Star Tribune. I, I, I wrote some <laughs> comments on some Wolves stories about <laughs> the, Timber, the Timberwolves uh, defense and bench, and how did those uh-huh. go over? How uh, they were generally they were generally voted down. <laughs> they were generally generally voted down. Generally voted down. You know what? I don't think the defense is as bad as you make it out to be, but the bench is terrible right now. Right now yeah, or forever? Well, I I, well the bench about. will be better when Terry off and Budger are healthy, but right now it's terrible. Shved has got to play. He's 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 done nothing this year. He's done nothing um, anytime. Uh, he he was okay for the first half of last year. <laughs> he made too many three pointers and it ruined him forever. How do I talk? To an angel. To an angel. <laughs> I do something. Do, 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 you know what's, do, you know what's do. really funny, guys, is that um, I actually did check my smoke detector batteries at the start of the season. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's not just like a, it's not just like a thing. Like it was actually it was like. It you was know, funny we, and you know, we joke about this a lot, but we probably should change these smoke detector batteries. <laughs> 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 be safe. That is actually, Abrams. It's really good homeowner advice, right there. Yeah, it actually is. isn't bad. Yeah. Yep. Wolves are going to have 52 wins. Get out right. the stepladder. Yep. <laughs> Go in the hallway. Get out the stepladder and check them out. And then when they crumble and miss the playoffs in what, April, what, July, whenever the playoffs how, are. How many yeah. games do you think they're going to win, Clarence? There's 82 NBA I'm on record as saying 38, and Ooh. then uh, when they get on the cusp of the playoffs, Stern will relocate them to <laughs> Seattle because yeah. he hates Minnesota. Okay. Clarence's prediction, I think, was that they'd start 38-2 and two and yes. then move to Seattle yep. halfway through the year. Okay. okay. That's fair. Tough but fair. And <laughs> what did we decide my prediction was? We had the same discussion last week, and I couldn't remember whether I predict 30 or 60 wins. I think you did both, right? Yeah. You said 30, you but did. you really yeah. believed. But what I meant was 60. Yeah. So. And, Brand, what's your uh, prediction? I think they're going to win somewhere between 45 and 50. I really do. I think, they're a good, I think they're a good team. I think they're a very good team. They're professionals. They play professional basketball. They have a professional basketball coach. And look at this. The the they're back, with, they're back within four points now. You naysayers doubted them, but all they're of a sudden, within four points. NBA is a game of runs, <laughs> and there's guys. only 16 minutes to go in this game. That's right. It's a it's a long long way to go here. Long way to go. So, and Golden State's a good team, and this is a good game. Yeah, I have no uh, no I- ideas that uh, Buttinger and uh, Turiaf are the answer at all. But what they're not is Shved and uh, Old Greg Doritos. So you sit those two down, and we are so much better just by having almost league average players. Who's Greg Doritos? Greg Doritos is uh, we don't want to we don't know how to we say his name. So the big See, you don't know how to say his name either. Greg Doritos. Oh, yeah, same Greg reason we call Nino Niederreiter yeah, Nino Nutter Butter. I'm not sure if he's got more fouls or minutes played so far this season, which is not. Not good. You know it's a bad sign when someone plays so poorly that you feel terrible for them. And they're like a millionaire, you know? Like, like I just felt so bad for him today. Like Anthony Bennett. He made a basket today, finally. The number one overall pick in the draft finally made his first basket in his fifth game. Did they stop oh, the game? Uh, I don't know. They might have. They might have. Give him the basketball? Big, big, moment for the, big, big moment for the rookie. The Cavs uh, 
management is just like the hipster contrarians of the NBA. They refuse to pick who people think that they should pick. Yeah. Every single time. Dion Waiters, Tristan Thompson. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. LeBron. People, people thought LeBron would be pretty swell. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's probably I bet Clarence was the first one to point that out. <laughs> no, I don't take credit I don't. for it. Clarence is no. a hipster. Clarence no. is a contrarian, just not a hipster. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so I think that Buttinger and Turioff is a huge thing, and we'll see where, where they get to there, because um, I think what the, the challenge will be is... Uh, Ricky. Is, uh... <laughs> this podcast is going to have the added benefit of people yelling at the Timberwolves game during it. We're not just giving you score updates tonight. We're doing it while we watch I, it and yell. Um, I have the CMAs on just for a counterbalance. All right, you keep giving us there's updates. A white, there's there, a white guy on right now. What? <laughs> Who is he? Who's that? I think it, I think it's Blake Shelton. Uh-huh. How can you tell? Uh, is it is it Aaron uh, Rodgers? I hear he's, he's not busy. <laughs> um, I think he's yeah he's the he's the jerk on the Voice who's not the heavy set black man, right? <laughs> yeah, I, that's I right. don't see color. Okay, well I know that, but <laughs> Wait, then we mean the the Sorry. the little guy with three inch arms. Do you know who that one is? No, that's that's the other guy from yeah, um, not that guy. Madeline Five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not him. <laughs> I like how you guys are all pretending you don't watch The Voice every week. Oh, we barely know I've what's going on. I've never, I've never seen, seen, seen it either. The Voice. No, I, I mean I'm, I'm aware of it. I mean I'm I'm culturally engaged, John. So I, I know certain things. <laughs> See, for me, it's hard to be culturally engaged when, say, the Penguins and the Flyers are on. Ah. Uh, <laughs> It'll change. It will. Actually, it's the Penguins and the Rangers right now. You guys want an update on that game, or are we good without it? No. No. Uh, no, no, no. Right. Even no. I'm all right with not getting an update on that one. <laughs> I'm good. Clarence, you got to help me out here. <laughs> no, you're on your own there. You're on John <laughs> Island over there. John Island? You're, you're my only hope when it comes to <laughs> hockey talk. Because of the neat sports, only on could, John Island. Give a shit about <laughs> Eastern Conference hockey games. All right. After this, we're going to do a Champions League soccer update and then maybe move on to rugby. Oh, man. All right, where were we? Drink, Brandon was talking about the Wolves, and then we started making fun of something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they look like they're professionals. Um, there's obviously, I think it's going to take at least 10 games to think you have any idea what's going on this season, but so far, um, so good. Pex looked terrible, um, so it'll be nice when he starts uh, rounding into form. Rubio, uh, for the 15th year in a row of his, uh, I think he's been playing in the pros since he was um, seven. Yeah, uh, that's right. Has not improved his jump shot. Every year he's supposed to have worked on it all, all offseason. It looks even worse than it did last year. It's terrible. He keeps shooting. Um, so I don't know when we're going to just decide that he's bad at that. So I think people are still holding out hope that he's going to be good. Just because Jason Kidd got okay at it, you know? Yeah. Um, but, man, man, it's kind of an important part of basketball. Shooting? Yeah. Yeah, shooting. If you like that kind of thing. Yeah. I, you know, the other thing I think is that they're going to have to make a decision on Derek Williams at some point here. I think, I think once Budinger is healthy and if he can come back and play at a decent level, That'll be the time when they finally pull the trigger on Williams and, and trade him for a little bit more of a balance out that roster even a little bit more because they're they're lacking some depth at uh, at center right now. Huh. Oh. Yeah, I know. That's an obvious one, Clarence. 
<laughs> You're not allowed to claim that again. <laughs> um, yeah, man, he just, he's just he been the same player for three years now. He's just yep. super athletic, can't get any position in the post at all, so he just sort of floats around and then misses bunnies constantly. That's all he does. Yep. I like when he so, holds the ball for 10 seconds at a time. Yeah, that's cool. That's my that's favorite part cool. of Derek Williams' game. Yeah, it's, he's, he's good at that, you know, and mm-hmm. he's good at fourth quarter, down eight, uh, not finishing, fourth quarter, down 17, finishing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Kind of a, that's my scouting report on Derek Williams. Yeah, that's about right. I don't think it we're going to be able to get much for him, though. I mean, he is who he is, right? He is who he is, but he hasn't really had a chance to play the four here consistently, except when Love was hurt, and... I think a team that wants a stretch four like that would probably still give up something decent for him. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see. Ooh. There's a few dumb GMs left. Not a whole lot of them, but there are still a few out there. Let's hope so. What's our opinion yeah. on J.J. Barea? He just made a circus shot. Uh, short. He misses, misses a lot of circus short. shots. All right. It's, it's short for Jose Juan. That's my opinion of him. Um, I'm all right with him. Second, yeah, he's. Uh, there are worth. There are bigger uh, fish to fry on this team, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I think his his role off the bench of offense and you know running the second unit should that should be a good role for him. I don't think he's played great early on, but you know it's it's early. I think he's 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 shown enough in in the past that you know he's he's one of those guys where you kind of know two minutes after he starts playing whether it's going to be a good JJ or a bad JJ, and I think you can. Adjust your expectations and his minutes accordingly, hopefully. Yeah, the good J.J. is great. And if you see any signs of the bad J.J., you just need to yank him out of there and duct tape right. him to the bench, and right. then you'll be fine. Right. Which won't be hard because he's very short and he won't need much duct tape. Yeah, he's tiny. You could like you could put him, like I don't know, in the space between... Maybe in Greg Dorito's ah. pocket. Just put him in yeah, the pocket. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> very possible. Well, and he's hairy, so duct taping him, that, that's going to be painful for him, too. Yep. So he'll sit still. Duct taped his buns together. Good reference. Good reference. Yeah, really that's, that's, also, that's also Clarence's a travel advice for anywhere outside the seven county metro area. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yep. Proactively yep. do it to yourself. Yep. Buy yep. <laughs> a couple extra rolls. Uh, yep. All right, well, I thought we'd be a little more excited about the Wolves just because they won their wow. first three, but. I've gotten to you guys. My my counterculture take. I have I'm, been uh, bearish on the organization and bullish on this season, and I still I'm still in the same place I was before. Well, I think the the really weird thing about them is something I thought about the other day is if you look at their last what three drafts, they don't really have anything in their starting lineup to show for yeah, it. They have nothing. They've, you know, Budinger's hurt right now. He was traded for that pick a couple of years ago. Muhammad's not playing. Jeng is barely playing. And Derek Williams is, you know, playing, but, you know, still barely. So basically what you see is the product uh, still of, you know, early con drafts, McHale drafts, and free agency. They just haven't added a whole lot of meaningful pieces lately through the draft. And it's kind of unusual for a team that's, you know, getting better, but, you know, is supposed to be on the rise, but, you know, and is still young. You want to do and me a likely... favor? Next time you see Jerry Zagoda, slap him upside the head for writing about Steph Curry yet again. That's just depressing <laughs> first thing in the morning. It is, depre- it is depressing. We don't need that. We don't need to see that, do we? No. Did re- Zagoda, like, play up that LaMarcus Aldridge is way better than Kevin Love, like, a bunch of times? Did he? 
But LaMarcus sure. Aldridge isn't way better than Kevin Love. Yeah, I know. That's the good <laughs> Okay. Just wanted to make sure we were on the same page there, Brandon. Correct. No, I'm not. I'm saying Zagoda's wrong again. Zagoda's usually right. Though. I forgot. Do you want to lay into CJ now, or <laughs> any, any, any other Mike's coworkers you want to just hammer? <laughs> oh man! Sorry. Sorry. Well, that's been true since the start. Increasingly lost podcast. Um, do we want? Let's talk about the Wild a little bit, because they have been a little uh, bit better lately. Oh, yeah. don't give me that look, Brandon. I've seen uh, that look before. We humor <laughs> you with all this Wolves talk, and we talk about whatever you want with basketball, but then it's hockey, and all of a sudden, oh, this is so boring. <laughs> you shut up. <laughs> you stay quiet, Stu. We're going to talk about hockey. Gladly. That's good. They're giving Taylor Swift a Lifetime Achievement Award here, so you go ahead and talk <laughs> about your hockey game. Much so. more interesting. Taylor Swift is like 21 years old. 22. Is the lifetime achievement looking She has a song called 22. That's how I know that. I don't know about you, about you, but I'm feeling, I'm 22. feeling 22. Anyway, go on with your hockey talk. Wasn't yeah, that the same know. song as 1985 by Bowling for Soup? <laughs> Anybody? Just, Anybody? Uh, I don't know. I don't uh, know. Bowling for Soup. Why? That uh, was a thing. That's. Yeah. Huh. No. Uh, I'm actually kind of I'm actually kind of excited about the Wild right now. Uh, I, I, I ebb and flow with those guys, but I think the the fact that they're finally scoring goals uh, means that you know maybe maybe there maybe there's some hope for them because that's been the thing for what three years now they, they just can't score and you know I think what is the five of the last six games they they've pumped in four or five goals. It's it's the offense is actually looking pretty good. Yeah, it's it's a little strange because you got Parisi carrying the first line. <laughs> yep, you've got. Suddenly, this weird line of Pominville and Gramlin and Nutter Butter seems to be well, clicking that's a great somehow. Line. Pretty good. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where that's coming from. Well, it's coming. The whole thing is coming from they demoted Heatley to the fourth line because yeah. there isn't a fifth line. Yeah, uh, you can't. <laughs> I mean, they can't demote him any further. No. Which we talked about here. Take minutes away from that fucking clown, and they finally are. Right. In three years, they've been streaky. Or, or non-existent scoring, and funny again. That's the guy that's been around that whole time is Danny Heatley. Yeah. Um, on that first to second line, finally they demote him to the fourth line, and uh, things start turning around. So you play him with, you play him six minutes a night. You play him with Zenon Kanapka and Tori Mitchell, who suddenly can barely handle the puck. Yeah. <laughs> and well, it's a terrible role for him. The fourth line is supposed to be your checking line. Right, Your defensive line. You know, pair him up against the other team's first line. He can't do that either. No, he's so, no, he's a horrible defensive player. He's too slow, and he don't check anybody. So, um, I mean, it'd be like having uh, Big Poppy as your defensive replacement. What? It's a fucking uh, horrible role for like David Heatley. But there's like really Ponder, no other Hail Mary specialist. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, Michael. <laughs> oh. That how, made my week. How oh honestly my happy were you with that Hail Mary, Clarence? I, I sat there and I thought about it, and I was like, this is going to be a disaster. And I'm just going to sit here and I'm just going to watch it. And if, if what happens that I think is going to happen, if that actually happens, I'm, go, I'm going on Twitter and I'm just going to tell everybody to shove that Hail Mary 
up their buttholes. Shove it up there so far, I don't ever want to hear about his arm. Oh, no, he's got plenty of arm. That's never been a concern. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> people sirwanging just, well, no, that's not what I meant. I, what I actually meant was, uh, no, it's just the West Coast offense. We don't concern ourselves with arm strength. Oh, fuck you. Okay, fucker can't throw 35 yards. That was incredible. That was, that was totally incredible. Anything. And I was I was still shocked at how weak of a pass that was. Mm-hmm. That was. And I was standing up waiting to just start laughing. And it's still, <laughs> man, just tickled pink. And somebody, you have a guy on the bench. They know they have to know that he can't throw it that far. And they did it anyways. They did yeah. it anyways. They watch him every day of practice. They know he can't yeah. throw it that far. They do Hail Mary drills in practice. They know he can't throw it that far. And they got a guy Thank standing you. there next to him who can throw it 170 yards. <laughs> Freeman can throw it as far as you want. Freeman, I want you to throw it from here at the Metrodome down to, you know, fucking Hong Kong noodle. I want you to knock the ball out of that guy's lap. Chucks it and he can throw it. End up in Russia, but still. Freeman would have thrown it through the goalpost. His would have gone too far. Instead, they just let Ponder out there, and he puts every... I feel so bad, because he's a good guy. He gave it all he had, and the thing just... Floated. It just just didn't work. nowhere. No. Anyways, what were you talking about, the wild? (laughs) Sorry, I kind of torpedoed us with with the Ponder reference. We were talking shit about Healy before you uh, started on that one, so you might as well just keep your... uh, your dander up. Oh, those are my... T- I only got two clubs in my bag. It's yelling about Healy and yelling about Ponder, so I think I'm just going to unplug my headset here. And- I wanna- right, have a good night, buddy. One, thing, one thing I do want to talk about is I want to unpack our official opinion about Miko Koivu because I, I've sort of... I've been criticizing him a lot for not being that good, and I think he gets criticized a lot, and what you tend to hear from guys like Mike Russo are... Listen, he's really good. He just does things that you can't see. But what I can see is that he looks like he's barely faster than Heatley. He looks like he's got cement in his skates, and yet nobody questions that he's the first-line center and that he belongs out there and that he's really helping the team. So I was hoping we could nail down an official sport of opinion on Nico Koivu, good or bad. And I was hoping our hockey experts, Mike Rand and Clarence would help me out with that. Well, I got an opinion, but I'll let Michael start. He's the guest. Go ahead, Michael. Well, you know, I think Koivu, he was miscast a little bit because I think when they signed into that big contract initially, it, it put pressure on him. He, he's not, he's not a thirty-five goal guy. I think he does. I think it's fair to say he's not he a does twenty-five have, goal guy. Right, <laughs> he's, right, and that's the problem. I think that's the problem is that the the kind of player you need him to be based on what the other things he does is you still need him to score 25 goals and he's more of a 15 to 20 guy and that's that's not enough i don't, I don't think he, i don't think he does enough offensively to justify his contract or his his standing on the team that's 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 my i think he's a good player i think he's just i think he's a little overvalued and a little over overemphasized with what they've got all right mike says he's kyle brodziak clarence <laughs> I, I can't disagree. He's overpaid. He doesn't uh, produce enough offensively for the contract he has, and that's not his fault. You no. can't. I never blame a guy for getting the biggest contract he can. Um, he was. He didn't have you know any supporting cast for years there, so he was the biggest guy that gave him the captaincy. Um, that's not his role. He, 
your captain, we talked about this last year, your captain should either be the best player on your team or the hardest worker on your team. And he's neither. Well, I don't know why they made him cat. I don't know what role a captain really plays in hockey. They go and talk to the refs every once in a while. But your team should take on the the, uh, the personality of your captain. And, again, he's not he's not the best player, and he's not the hardest worker. So why, why is he the captain? Because he's got a big contract and he's been here the longest? That's not really a great reason. This is... Redeem. This is uh, Suter's team, and this is Parisi's team, and they should yeah. both be wearing the C. And that's it. And, and Koivu, uh, it, it kind of drives me a little crazy when writers say and apologize, Michael. But well, you don't, you can't, you just can't see it. No, every game's on TV. They play eighty-two games. I can see what's going on. On it. this isn't, you know, a production of Les Mis that oh, I only see it one night. <laughs> And I can't see the forty rehearsal deals. Yeah. It's not. I can see this. Is, you know, they play the games on TV. I can watch his shifts. I see the whole goddamn thing. Um, tell me what, what are I'm the missing. nuances? Do you oh. know the nuances though, and the subtleties? <laughs> I heard you're the not only, great at those. In, <laughs> in hockey, you could almost say it about def- defensemen because there are positioning things. On, t- on television in hockey, they show the puck. Always. That's all you right. see. So right. offensive players, yeah, you can see their entire game because it's around the puck. Defensive players, I'll give it to a guy if he says, you can't see all the things he does on defense. Yeah, you may be right. In football, too, where you may not be able to see absolutely everything because you're not watching the offensive linemen, you know, in the right. in the trenches. The cornerbacks, yeah. But the quarterback an offensive player, well... <laughs> Yeah, do you have an opinion? Uh, no. Nope. I already, he seems promising. No, an offensive player in hockey, but there's three of them, and they're next to the puck. You pretty right, much yeah. can see everything they're doing. Don't tell me he's doing things I can't see. because I, I, That's it. Yeah. That first line is basically Zach Parisi digging the puck out of the corner, then passing to somebody else, and then driving to the net and scoring on his own. Well, it's Parisi yeah. and Coyle. Coyle, and, yeah. Uh, now you know, really, again. anybody, Chris, me, you put me out there, and I'll get like forty points. You know, I can, I can barely stand on my skates. Yeah. Uh, but so Quinn was gonna get, you know, when, oh, he played a good game. Well, what he did was he stood next to the left post. He did exactly what I would do: stand four feet from the left post <laughs> and just stand there and just wait for something to bounce your way, and then just swat at it. Like Trevor Plouffe, just a beautiful <laughs> A-Rod-like swing. Finishes his swing like A-Rod. Beautiful finish. Beautiful finish, and he's finished. It's a beautiful finish. It's an ample finish. Now, Charlie Coyle can play center, can he? Sure. What yes. about a Charlie Coyle, that crazy Jason Zucker first line? That uh, I like I think, Coyle playing I think, wing. I like I giving think it just Coyle. moved a little, didn't it, Clarence? We just talked about Zucker. It just moved a little. <laughs> <laughs> a little chubby there. I tell you, you put Parisi and Zucker That's on your I mean, mango. You're not even going to be able to see the puck. You're not going to be able to see the players. You're just going to see the puck in the net. Just watch I don't the like Coyle at center. He could be a good center. He can win faceoffs. He can do it. I'd rather see him on wing where you give him the responsibility of just standing in front of the net and. Uh, being tough and taking passes from Parisi there and finish it, put it in the net. Because um, Coyle ain't gonna get that done. I, I like I like that role for Coyle. I think that's his role is, is playing wing. We so, kind of, 
we kind of touched on it, but the weirdest thing about Koivu is he's the team captain, but he genuinely seems ha- to hate everything to do with being the team captain. Maybe he's great Mark, in the locker room. I have no idea, yeah. but he certainly, I don't, I get, I don't he know certainly doesn't is. like talking to the media. He's not a no. good media guy, which is one of the captain's responsibilities. So I don't know. Parisi is absolutely the leader of this team, right? I mean, yeah. Suter, yes, but oh, yeah. Parisi, unquestioned. Well, right? you talk about you talk about Clarence was talking about you need the best player or the hardest worker, and Parisi's both of those. Yeah, exactly. As much I mean, as it pains me to say it, he's well, an oh. ideal. He's an ideal captain. He's he's awesome. Mm-hmm. He just so why it. isn't he? It's just I don't, again, I don't know that it's that big a deal. But and no, he's been a captain kinda, before. He was a captain in New Jersey. Just kind of gets me a little bit that he's not. I don't know why. I really don't. I don't. I don't care about captains in any way. It just, but that just bothers me that Koibu's the captain, and well, I can't, I can't figure out why. Just because he always has been, that's a terrible reason to to do things. You're, you're, we, you've been a terrible team for years too. <laughs> just keep doing the same thing. If we find out the reason is because Zach Parisi went to North Dakota, then I fully support it, one hundred percent. Then I am fully on board, and I want to make Yo the uh, governor. Yep, and, and president. That oh, I would be fine. He's Canadian. He can't be president, but he can be governor. Yes, I believe that's correct. This has been your political segment. <laughs> I don't even know if he's 35. Can Mike Yo be governor? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think so. Um, I think, well, right. can Canadians, can you be governor if you're not born here? I think you can. Yeah, Mark Dean yeah, was born in Russia. <laughs> yeah, there, there it is. Oh, I had to get that. <laughs> Take it that, is. Mark Dean. We know you're listening. <laughs> um, I hope he's not listening. <laughs> All right. Let's also talk. I, I want to get some sense of what your guys' prediction for Gopher basketball is this year because it's kind of shaping up to be an ugly year, at least from my standpoint. I'd like to hear yeah. your thoughts. Uh, I think uh, like I see a team that's going to win probably 18, 19 games total probably six or seven in the Big Ten, going to go to the NIT. And I think all we can really ask is that they get better, that they play, that they kind of establish the identity of what Patino wants to do with this team, that they can recruit. You know, I think Friday is going to be big if they can, you know, Reed Travis makes his decision Friday, if they can get Reed Travis, which, you know, it sounds like it's starting to be, a, a possibility at the very least that they land Reed Travis. They're going to land up. You heard it here first. Ball. I don't think we heard that first. I, I think I think it's a very good chance now too. Um, really? Is somebody already announcing it? No, nobody's announced it yet. Right, but we're I, announcing here first on the Sportive yeah, Podcast. Reed Travis the, will be the a goal. signs seem to be pointing towards that being a definite possibility anyway. So you know, Headline. I, I think Michael Rand says inside information <laughs> indicates Reed uh, Travis reporting. will be a goal. I just think this needs to be a building block year, and they need to be exciting, and they need to win a couple games that. Make it uh, make it a, a season that, that you remember, but I don't think they're an NCAA tournament team by any stretch. So, what? How do you measure success on a year like this? Then, if you can't normally, it's, if you make the tournament into the third round, you know, something like that. When you say that they're not going to make it to the NCAA, how do you measure success then? NIT? Yeah, you make the NIT. You, pl- I think, we'll, I think it's going to be one of those seasons where we're going to have to judge success on some things that aren't. You know, flat out wins and losses. It's gonna have to be a pass some eyeball tests. Are guys getting better, which never seemed to happen a whole lot under Tubby Smith? That's true. Are they? You it know, didn't only not, not seem to transferring. Happen. That would be a, that'd be a happen. successful season. <laughs> yeah. What, 
What was that, John? It it not only didn't seem to happen, it did not happen. <laughs> we can say that uh, conclusively. We don't have well, to. I got better. It just wasn't at our program. No. Are, are the are the players better in March than they were in February or in November? <laughs> even you know, just things, little things like that that should happen on a good team. Are we seeing evidence of that? Are we seeing evidence that with more of his types of players and you know things of that nature that they could be a pretty good program in in you know two three years? So who are the big guys that they lost? Well, Mbakwe, obviously. Everybody down low. Yeah, Mbakwe, Rodney Williams. Uh, Neither Julian Welch. Julian Welch at all. Under Julian w. Welch, a little bit underrated. I think he was a pretty good, you know, combo guard off the guy. bench. And you also lose Andre Ingram, who played some decent minutes for them. So, you know, it's, where they're really thin is the front court. You know, they're really asking a lot to, to lean on Elliot Eliason, Mo Walker, Joey King, Otto Oceanics. I mean, you look at it, those four kind of as your guys taking the most of the minutes at, at the, the four and the five. And, you know, you're going to need some surprises there. You're going to need those guys to overachieve versus what we've seen from them so far. Not, not like it couldn't happen. I mean, those guys have talent. Eliason's shown, you know, a decent aptitude so far. And, you know, Mo Walker had a reputation for being a talented player, and he's lost a ton of weight. Maybe that makes a big difference. But He's like know, an beyond- eighth-year sophomore, is that right? Yes, eighth year sophomore. Yeah, he's uh, he's actually older than you. I think he's <laughs> amazing. I'm, I'm I'm nineteen, so yeah, oh, it's not that cool. impressive. Yeah, yeah we yeah we we found you at the uh, Taylor Swift concert, right? <laughs> yeah, lifetime yes. lifetime achievement I'm, award winner Taylor Swift. Yes, a lifetime of looking like a rat. <laughs> oh, Michael, that's not very nice. <laughs> not very nice, but. <laughs> It's true. That, the truth cannot be the truth cannot be controversial. That was the one that pushed push Clarence over the edge. All of the horrible things we said blow. on the podcast. Low blow, man. Low, sorry, gosh, sorry. She is just trying to sing about what she's feeling that particular day. I have a soft spot for Taylor Swift. I admit it. Really? Yes. Well, we don't know who he is. Really, it could be your father. Are you Taylor Swift's father? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't spend a lot of time in Nashville. That's not Barry the lead here. The biggest news is that Clarence has a soft spot. <laughs> yeah, he's got a bunch of them in his skull. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, come <laughs> on, man. Wow, Jesus. Jokes. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> Wolves are down by 15 now, by the way. Yeah, that one's over. This isn't good. They're coming back. Keep so voting. No, just keep will voting. No to my comments. Will they, will they ever win again? I don't know. Yeah. Hey, look on the bright side, Clarence. At least you can get some comments to stay on Randball. <laughs> McAllister, Harry, uh, Dash, yeah. Armpits. <laughs> Hyphen, Armpits. Nice. I, got, I like that I one. I got one reinstated the other day from Stu. <laughs> oh, did you? Very nice. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Talk to the IT I'm department. I fought, I fought yeah. for it. Is that a is that a McAllister.edu email address you got to send that request to, or is that uh, or is that like down the hall? Or uh, can getting a comment to stay on Randball is like an accomplishment these days. Yeah, that's you know you got to keep it civil, which is it feel like a carnival. Very difficult for us. Judging by, yeah. judging by this podcast, keeping it civil, which is step number one of the. Seven or so rules of the commenting now. That's that's a that's a challenge. This is why we had to start a podcast. You said we could just <laughs> well, go to the Randall you know comments and express ourselves. Honestly, the best you know, ninety percent of the comments right now come on Twitter anyway. Now instead of you know people 
read the tweet of the post and then comment that way. Yeah. That's true. Twitter okay, so, uh, is the, too. the optimists of the world, do they think the Gopher, Gopher basketball is going to be any good this year? I mean, the Hollins boys are both really good, and they're back. Yeah. And I think people are really pumped about the coach, right? He got something out of, uh, you know, nothing at all at his last job. So, mm-hmm. some reason to believe, or is it? Yeah, I, I think so. I just, I just think, I just think they're really going to need a lot of overachievement from their bigs if they're going to do anything of consequence this year. So it's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put a ton of stock into what whatever happens this year. I think. You can start judging Patino in year two and beyond. Okay. Uh, where will they finish in the Big Ten? Ninth. I'll say eighth. Wow. Eighth is higher than I thought you'd say. They're going right. to win six games in the Big Ten and 12 overall. 12 overall? Yeah. They're going to suck so, to start with. You think so? They're going wow. the, to get killed at that tournament in the Bahamas or wherever. They're going to go 0-3 there. They're going to lose three other games against teams you've never heard of. And they're going to recover towards the end and win, you know, three out of their last six or something like that to get to somewhat respectable. So all they lost, they lost for impact guys, Mbakwe. Um, So are you saying either Mbakwe was way more valuable than I'm thinking or that Patino is that much worse of a coach than Tubby? I'm saying you, you just named four out of the top six guys on the team, I think, when we were talking about who they lost. Top six minute guys. Mbakwe, Williams, Julian Welch. Andre Ingram. Andre Ingram. Okay. Yeah, I mean, aside from the two Hollinses and... They've got... Yeah, that's, that's pretty much... Joe Cole. Oh, they lost Joe Coleman, too. I can't forget that. Yeah. So, I'm trying to put this season... I like those are neutral guys. Like, replace them with anybody. Yeah, well, but... When you take, still, when you there, take away the guys neutral who, guys, you're only left with the bad guys. Right. I mean, you, those are still guys who were decent to, decent to good players on a team that went to the NCAA tournament. So, you know... You know, Joe Coleman has scored 30 points in a Big Ten game. That's something that DeAndre Matthew, you know, who has a lot of potential, has never done. So, Coleman will be bringing that up in like 60 years at the end of a bar, right? Yeah. Have it on his phone. Remember that time I dropped 29 or 30 on Illinois. I got a question for you. Uh, yeah. If he miss, if Patino misses out on the big three, on all three of them, yeah. but they make the NCAA's. Will the season still be successful, or is it the most important thing landing one of those big three? Well, I don't think we should judge recruiting just in the vacuum of the big three because he, you know, he had a really late start on those guys, and I think it's valid to to bring that up still because you know he got the job in April, and he's you know basically. Well, I don't want to hear excuses. What I want is one of the big three. That's what I, I want, want to hear want. solutions. I don't, don't tell yeah, me what's a pain to show me the baby. <laughs> that's right. That's you know, this is the biggest class that's ever come out of Minnesota. Yeah. I want one of them. I, I'm not sure I, I can name any of the three. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I want one of them. They're not going to get Tyus Jones. Obviously. No, they're not going to get Tyus Jones. Um, just down to the other two. I want one of those guys. If he doesn't get any of them, then. Does the season just kind of make is like well, eff it. What difference well, is it? Is I think, think perception wise, it would be a it would be a pretty big blow because you know you want to be able to recruit in your you know your home state when you've got three guys that are top thirty, top forty guys. You really want to get at least one of them, like you yeah. said. Um, I, I think it would be it would be damaging um, 
But like I said, I think they're going to get Travis. I, I did. I wouldn't have said that maybe two weeks ago, but it kind of feels like things have. You heard it here bit. tonight. Yep. You heard our expert opinion that it's going to happen. It's going to. Yeah, you know. you wouldn't have even said it thirty minutes ago until you heard the inside information that we <laughs> well, had on this podcast. I'm just well, saying that I I do have some inside information, and I, Travis is going to be a gopher. Just I, just, I, I got my nose. I got my ear to the ground. Yeah, yeah. Thrashers yeah. to Winnipeg. You heard it on. Who's the, who broke like that two, story? Like two months before it happened. Who, and I even told you who was going to buy him. I told you. Yeah, you did. Who was going to buy him? And the best yeah. part was that that blog post showed up on, like, Thrasher's message boards and Winnipeg message boards, and they were like, oh, they're, who is this guy? Why, who, <laughs> who, is, who are his sources? Yep. And then it I came will, true. Yep, my source still plays for the Minnesota Wild. And why does he only <laughs> eat seven types of food? Doesn't make any sense. Yep. Uh, Back to the original question. I I think it's a disappointment if they don't get any of those three. I think if they still made the NCAA tournament and you know filled out their recruiting class with another you know top seventy-five guy from somewhere else, which they they got one of those types of guys recently. I I think it's still. I think they're still building some success. But you really want to lock down those borders, so you know. Not getting one of those big three would be a disappointment, even if it would be understandable. Are all three of those guys going to play one year of college basketball, or do you think any of them can play multiple? So my point being, it doesn't really matter. It's only one you know, year anyways. I don't know if Tyus is a one-and-done guy, just because he's, you know, he, mm-hmm. might be, he might be a two-year guy. I could see, I could see uh, Rashad Vaughn being a one-and-done, just, yeah. just based on his... Kind of the nature of, of the way he the way he plays, um, mm-hmm. you know, he's got the size too. Sure. Uh, I think I don't think Reed Travis would be a one and done guy. I think he'd he'd be I don't know if he'd be in it for the long long haul, but he he'd be a guy that probably be here for at least a couple of years. If hmm. they if they only get one of them, are we going to have a Chris Humphrey situation again, where one guy takes ninety three percent of the shots and doesn't pass all season, and the team is still horrible? I think that is a character trait. Almost exclusive to Chris Humphreys. <laughs> I don't yeah. think you're right. <laughs> I don't think we can compare anybody else to that one year with Chris Humphreys because I don't know how you go from. I mean, basically, the year after he left, they won seven more Big Ten games. And yeah, I mean that was almost historic. They, that was, was like they, you took you took their most productive player by far out of the lineup, and they improved by leaps and bounds. That year was. Even now, looking back, it's still remarkable how much of a disaster it was. Incredible. So every position, the ball would go to Chris Humphreys, and you could see every <laughs> other guy on the floor, just their shoulders oh. would slump. Oh, you know, maybe all get back on defense. Both guards would start drifting back towards the towards the midcourt line, and maybe one guy, yeah. some Grab freshman who had something to, something to play for, would try to jostle for an offensive rebound, but that was it. Right. It was just... <laughs> It was sad. It was so sad, and they lost just about every game. So, yeah. All right. Well, so I think I'm gonna say I'm a little more positive than you guys are about the Gophers. I'm saying seventh in the Big Ten. Wow. Knowing nothing about any of the other teams, you guys. I just wanted to go one, one, one point more optimistic than you. One point good enough for an NCAA tournament berth. Ooh, man. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Let me. Let me. uh, (laughs) Knock them down to ninth. Back around up a bit. Uh, no, I guess I just figured that from what I watched last year, uh, it was Hall, it was the two Hollands guys in Mbakwe providing the yeah. vast majority of the value, and yeah. I thought Tubby sucked. 
So I figured you take away Mbakwe, but you, I think Patino, Patino will be better. Everybody else was replaceable, and these guys he's bringing in are at least okay guys that he wanted. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, you could be right. I think I would have been even more optimistic if they would have gotten uh, that Rakeem Buckles cat from a. Uh, from FIU, the guy that they wanted to get in on a waiver and, and got denied on. That that was a guy yeah. that could have added some real depth at power forward and made them more intimidating down low. I think without him, they're just they're probably going to wind up being too thin on, in the front court in the Big Ten. I was in love with Rakeem Buckles, but I judge my uh, basketball players solely on names. That oh, yeah, so you, so you were big on... Uh, Fantastic who, name. Who was the love we lost, uh, the recruit? Lou Rawls, Tum Tum Nairn. Lou Rawls, Tum Tum Nairn. Tum Nairn. <laughs> One of my favorites of all time, yeah. 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 And I he think Charles Bugs is going to be pretty good this year. Where'd, where'd Lou Rawls go? Michigan State? I believe so, yeah. He yes. went to party. Yes, he did. No. Uh, a decent team. You think he would have just left one of his names here? Because he's got two great names. So many. <laughs> Anybody so Lou Rawls or Tum Tum for the, you know, one of the ones you left behind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stu, oh, what's your man. goal for his prediction? Um, let's see. I think Amelia Reno say so said it was uh, ninth, so we'll go with ninth. Yeah, that's probably more. Shit. Right. Yeah, and I will say that they land Reed Travis as I said as we broke. Yep, half an hour ago. Breaking news. Uh, and they will be the last team into the NCAA tournament. It will cause an uproar. Um, people will be mad. The, the teams that got out will be mad, but. Uh, little Dicky Patino will get them in because the NCAA likes the the TV, yeah. uh, his name and the TV money, and it'll be oh, kind of a mini yeah. controversy. <laughs> and, uh, we're gonna get through this another conspiracy God. theory. So they're, gonna play on the, they're gonna play the Tuesday night game. No, not that low, but they'll oh. be like a uh, like a thirteen. The last at large yeah. team, basically. The last at large team. So lose to Iowa State or something. 11, 12, 13, somewhere in there. All right. Okay. Could happen. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Hollins, we forget about how, how much they do rely on Austin and Andre Hollins, and they're still here, so they could be good. All right. I love that Clarence is basically meat sauce junior. It's all a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> We're just puppets. Yep. You know, you haven't seen Clarence and meat sauce in the same room ever. That's true. Although Clarence has to smoke a lot more cigarettes to get a sweet voice like that. <laughs> The wolves are uh, the wolves are in scrub time. Just in case you guys were wondering, they're uh, oh, down I turned it off at the minute. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah. And, uh, well, and Dave Grohl is on the CMAs right now drumming the hell out of something with some really? jerk in a stocking cap, yeah. Oh, with Zach Brown? It must be Zach Brown. He's yeah. the guy that wears a stocking cap. It looks like Zach, yeah. He's definitely got a, yeah. He's got a beard. 
Boy, Kirk Cobain will blow his brains out again, probably. My God. (laughs) Wow. You've been reincarnated. Fuck it. What's, I wonder yeah. what song by Zach Brown they would play the drink. Barely play the drums. I don't I have it muted for the integrity oh. of the podcast. So. <laughs> Weird. That's respect I, right there. Zach Brown was the guy, um, I read one of his rants about um, country music, and then they're all the exact same song. Uh, they hugged. He, he ripped really on a like guy, that. on Luke Bryan, and it was a big controversy in country music that he ripped on. He called Luke Bryan's new song the worst song he's ever heard in his life. Yeah, that was what I read. It was amazing. I love it. And then it. they hugged tonight on the CMEs. So it's all they kissed kiss. actually. They actually did kiss. Uh, this is that's the exact them. same rivalry that we have with Gleeman and the Geek right now. We just can't get it started. No, I'm hauling all the water here. You fuckers are over there with your thumbs in your butts. I'm yeah, I invited him down for the winter. <laughs> I'm pulling on this kindling, trying to get it going, and you guys are over there with his balls. He's getting me in free to concerts, dude. I'm not gonna. You gotta have oh, to. You're gonna do it on your own, man. I'm sorry. I'm a sellout. I'll start doing it from afar. I'm not going to a concert with either of them soon. Yeah, weren't you supposed to bring thirty new ideas of? How we were going to start a rivalry with Gleeman and the Geek? No, that was you, John. That I, was me? I, uh, you, he yes. assigned it. He delegated. Yeah. I asked you for 30 insults. Insults. Uh, Just straight uh, up Gleeman slurs. And yeah, and uh, here we are, and nothing on my yeah. desk. <laughs> and I was just thinking, boy, I enjoyed listening to their podcast this week. I thought it was awfully good. So I'm. Uh, it, it was, yeah. but that's not the point. It's yeah. not how we were trying to drum up controversy here. John. If you can't say anything mean, don't say anything at all. Shabazz sure. Muhammad just scored a basket on an assist from Gorgie. No, Day. he didn't. That yep. didn't happen. Who is number six for the Timberwolves, Michael? Uh, what does he look like? Mark Madsen. He looks like Mark Madsen. Uh, is that AJ Price? I don't know. Is it Rob- Robbie Silence Hummel? while we try to think of what AJ Robbie, Robbie, Robbie Hummel? AJ Price is in It can't be insane. Robbie Hummel. He's not laying on the floor grabbing his knee. Robbie Hummel is number six. Oh, so. come on, man. Jeez. You won't lay into Gleeman, but you make fun of somebody trying to come back from two major knee injuries. <laughs> John, it was tragic. <laughs> and, you won't, and you won't take a no, shot at Gleeman. That was too far for you guys? Unacceptable. That was the one yeah. that was too far. Go back and edit that out. I don't want Robbie Hummel's people to hear it. <laughs> if you played at Purdue and you played nine years there, chances are you're going to wind up yep. with the Timberwolves. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, another candidate for that oh. is that quarterback for uh, Nebraska football. I swear to God, he's been on the team for six, seven years. Taylor Martinez. Taylor Martinez. Yes. Well, that guy's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Holy crap, why do they keep him around? He can't throw the ball. I like Taylor Martinez. I like his strategy of throwing deep passes, of just leaning back and throwing it as high as he can. Yeah, Yeah, Martinez versus Ponder. Who's who's a better passer? (laughs) Man, that's terrible. What would you rather have? A heart attack or cancer? That's (laughs) fucking just miserable. I think Ponder's a better passer, which is pretty sad for Taylor Martinez. Didn't they bring in the third string on that? on that Hail Mary attempt? It wasn't Martinez that did yeah, that. But he was out it's, the whole game, wasn't he? I don't I only saw the last yeah, play. Because they were on during the golfers game. I didn't see yeah, the whole thing. I saw only the last couple of minutes there, so their third string quarterback is <laughs> it does not look like a quarterback. No, it looks like a fullback. <laughs> it just pulled him out of the stands or something. Should we talk about Gophers football? I now? was just going to say, let's go yeah. to Gophers football because I want to talk about what the what the ceiling is for this team. Well, 
Just five, easy, just five easy steps to the Big Ten Championship. All right, let's go over those five steps because I want to hear them. All right. Five. Well, they got to beat they got to beat Penn State Saturday. Okay, that's got to be the most important because everything yeah. that happens after that's great. Yes. great. I mean, yep. If if yeah. they lose to Michigan State and Wisconsin, who who truly who cares? But if they yeah, can beat I Penn agree. State, that's not who cares. But that's that you expect them to lose. Now you, you actually expect them to beat Penn State. Yeah, this, this season favorite. is already a. Yeah. Success on some levels. I mean, you get a three-game Big Ten winning streak. I think if you beat Penn State, everything that, like you said, everything that happens beyond that is is just kind of icing on the cake. You get an eight-win season. You're going to go to a decent bowl game no matter what happens. Uh, but if they beat Penn State, you got the bye week. The week after that, you got to have uh, you got to have Nebraska uh, beat Michigan State, which is very possible. You got to have Michigan beat Nebraska, which is very possible. And then you got to win those last two games, nah. and you're in the Big Ten title game. All of those have to happen. We gotta well, go five that's, here. that's the most direct route to it happening. That's, well, that's the that's the route where you don't need that much help. What would be the final score of an Ohio State Minnesota Big Ten championship? Let's not think about things like that. Let's yeah. try to stay positive, John. Just forty nine seven. Could they beat if they beat Penn State and they have four in a row? Could they beat Wisconsin? That honestly, everything you just said, I would trade for beating Wisconsin. Yes, I would too. That would be very nice. Well, honestly, let's say they beat Penn State. Could would they have enough momentum and enough feeling good about themselves that they and you know and a week off to get even healthier? Do you legitimately think they could take down Wisconsin this year? I think when you get into those late November games, anything can happen. No, I don't. Well, it's hard to hold a candle in those late November games. <laughs> oh Lord, that's. Just kicked open a church balcony door. Just kicked the church balcony door. Cigarette dangling out of my mouth. Awesome. God, I'm all worked up. No, they they can't beat Wisconsin. No, it's not. I've seen this movie before. We'll all get our hopes up, and they'll lose by sixty. They're not. Yeah, let me ask you. What would what would the conversation? How positive would it be right now if? Uh, they actually lost last game, like they deserved to lose in the last few seconds. They would not be. It would. It would be completely different. That's okay. That's what college football is, though. So just that right. one insane, idiotic play. Well, yes, and the fact right. too that they put themselves in. The they were in the game. In that game. They, yeah. I mean, they were ahead by twenty-two in that game. They they gave it all back and then some, but they still found a way to win. Now it's you know college football is a game of runs, Michael. It is. It's a game. It's a game it's of runs. It's just like the NBA. It's a it's game much of runs. Like the NBA. Yeah. It's a. It's all about the runs. But uh, you know, I mean, that's the that's a game they. I mean, how many Gophers football games have you watched where that type of thing happens in a good way? Yeah. All yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah. Everyone I've no, ever seen. Every before. single one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so you know, they they finally got one to go their way. They were smart enough to pick up the ball when it you know when when it was. Stupidly thrown. Uh, the back they heard me. My screaming. God, the backwards swing pass is the stupidest play in <laughs> oh, football by why would like, yeah, they, one, football field. But when the guy who recovered the fumble saw the Indiana head coach just about collapse on the sidelines, <laughs> I think he knew that it was a live ball. Yeah, <laughs> I think that yes. helped. <laughs> and he heard my he heard my screams over the northern horizon. <laughs> Run the fucking That's ball! Yelling from up north there. What the hell is but, that? You know, well, but this this weekend we'll find out a lot because they we'll find out how they can deal with success because 
They weren't supposed to win any of those last three games. They were at least nine-point underdogs in all three of them. No, at, now, at one point paid, we were talking actually, about would they lose all of their remaining We games. don't talk about that, John. We only talk about the things that we say that are it's right. It's been we stricken from the record. About yeah, uh, we don't talk about that. When they lost another. to Michigan, I honestly, did, I honestly didn't know if they were going to win another game this year. And now they, they had their asses handed to them. It they wasn't did, even yeah. close. And they looked terrible the week before against Iowa. They looked, they looked like they were dysfunctional, that they had no clue on offense, that they couldn't stop anybody. And I honestly don't know exactly what happened in the interim, but they're a completely different team. Well, one big thing happened is that they kind of just said, Jerry... Get concentrate on your health. Yeah, and I think that's, I think it's a big deal. I mean, it is. It it really is. I think not knowing working. not knowing that week to week was probably weighing on them more than they thought. Something, and you know, yeah. now now there's a status that's that's more you know manageable. So have all the other coaches stepped up their responsibilities, or has has it really specifically been one guy taking the reins? I think they've all stepped up in their own ways. I mean, it's not like Kill is not doing anything. He's he's still. He's still at work a lot. He's just not there as you know as much as he would have been before, and he's not coaching you know on the field. But I'm sure he's still got input up in the up in the box, especially the last two weeks. I don't know how much coaching he actually did uh, against Northwestern, but sure on game day. But what about practices? Is he running the practices? He's there. Is he, yeah, he's, is he he's owning there. it? I mean, but you know what? A head, a head coach doesn't really run practice. He's, he's, he's oh okay. You, you blow a whistle, but the position coaches and the coordinators have so much more to do. With that, I mean, he's, he's kind of he's describing himself now as kind of the CEO, and I think it's kind of what a head football coach is anyway. Yeah, he's just most of them tend to be CEOs who like yelling at people. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Control freaks who can't stop themselves from right. ridiculing the people who work for them. So, like right. Saban <laughs> is not running a practice. Probably not. Not in the not in the manner of he's not presiding over all the drills. You know, he's probably. You know, checking in on things. He's he's going from from spot to spot, maybe offering some some thoughts and managing the overall product. But usually, it's your coordinators and your position coaches who are really working with the guys in the trenches. Right. Huh. Well, it's working. It's fun, yeah, man. So, so the ceiling for this team, I don't know. I they're probably not going to win the Big Ten championship. That's just silly. Probably not. You know, let's not get over excited, the... guys. They're probably going to lose the Big Ten championship. <laughs> how, about, <laughs> how, about, how about Gator Bowl on New Year's Day? That would be, be so awesome. unbelievably be nice. awesome. So awesome. I think that's. I we, think that's within. I think that's within reach. We, have a we, big we stopped recording this, right? So no one's actually going to remember us being excited. <laughs> remember us talking about the Gator Bowl after we lose every yeah. game for the rest of this season. Just, just one long beep for 15 minutes. Stu, yeah. we're having a party. We're, we're road tripping to, to, to uh Where's the Gator Gainesville. Bowl? Jacksonville? Jacksonville. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Jacksonville on New Year's Day. So I'm in. Ybor City wow. on Friday night. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. And, oh, my God, Kenny Rogers is on. <laughs> well, he doesn't. I think it's Kenny Rogers. He looks really surprised right now. No, oh, that's just how he looks now. Yep, that's Kenny Rogers. Wow, had some work done. Oh no, some. Work done. <laughs> yeah. You're abusing the word "some," Brandon. Some. Just a little bit. Uh, all, he's had all of the work. He has had all of the work done. Face transplant. Wow. That's what he got. He actually has a scaffold. I mean, they're still working on it. I think they're still finishing things up. <laughs> My like, God. Who's going to get finished Safety first, him or Crazy Horse? <laughs> I think Crazy Horse. Although there's an all-star tribute to Kenny Rogers going on right now, guys. 
Oh, oh and it's oh, it's oh, it's that oh, that the, the oh, I don't like these guys. I, I think can't. it's the Rascal Flats. It's the Rascal Flats. I had it on. Yeah, I'll turn it on. I'll get you. Yeah, in. What the? Uh, what channel is this on, fellas? Uh, ABC Channel Five. I love okay. the fact that somebody might listen to this part of the podcast where we're all trying to figure out what channel oh, something is on. Elizabeth Shrew. <laughs> yeah, that's Rascal. We're still Flats. laughing from our football yeah. talk. <laughs> Please, Rascal ignore Flats. That. Best known for covering Life is a Highway and making it worse, which is an impossible task. <laughs> no way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was them. Yeah, like, they did. That was for the movie Cars. How many guys are in this band? Oh, my God. Uh, there's just three. There's three. There's Rascal, and there's Flat, <laughs> and, and there's, oh my there's God. And Timmy. The, Timmy, the bass player. They have but 19 drummers the, right now. They have 19 there drummers people on, stage? on stage. They're not talented enough to play one instrument themselves. There's four people just not even holding an instrument. They're just standing there. One of them's Kenny Rogers. Look, Kenny Rogers is just kind of kind of mouthing the words as much as he possibly can right now. As as far as the lip, the curl of his lips will go. There's an orchestra in the background. I see two people holding violins back there doing nothing. Fiddles, John. It's country music. It's no, fiddles. they're not. No, they're violin players. Who is the person? I don't understand anything that's happening guy? right now on this show. Darius Rucker's coming on now. Who do you getting? Oh, Michael. And he's wearing a jacket made out of a tablecloth. He's second oh, gambler. A, that is Hootie, isn't it? Yep. That's Hootie. Love that's it. Hootie. <laughs> so, and the blowfish are like the bathroom attendants tonight. <laughs> so, podcast listeners. You guys, in his car. So, podcast? Yeah. Have you guys seen Kenny Rogers' wife here? That's Speaking his wife? Is that, uh, I think yeah. that's Jennifer Nettles from The Sugarland. No, it's not, is it? Whoa! Yeah, I think it's Jennifer Nettles. Yeah, oh, that, great, yeah, it is. Oh, man. Holy moly. <laughs> Team Cleaves. <laughs> uh, I think I know, I know when to hold them. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, working blue, working blue. Oh, that's great. And the best uh. part is anybody who's not sitting here watching TV with us right now will not get that joke. No idea what you're talking about. What's this the best part? What the hell? You're gonna well, have, listeners, you're going to have to try to Google a picture or a video of Kenny Rogers <laughs> on the Country Music Awards to understand that line. Start it up at the exact perfect time. Listen to it again. <laughs> anyway, if we can step away from the Country Music Awards for a second, we can. Let's talk about Gover sure. Hockey because Clarence right. made me promise that we would talk about Gover. I hockey. didn't. We don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. I want to talk about it. They got a big series this weekend: Minnesota Notre mm-hmm. Dame. Oh, I hate Notre Dame so much. I hate their coach. I guess Jeff Jackson. Hey, Holly. <laughs> Why do, you, do you hate Jeff Jackson just going back to when he was at Lake Superior State or what? I, well, that's where the genesis of it all, sure. We're, I mean, we rip on UND for having 40-year-old Canadians from the paper mills, you know, come down out of jail and on parole. Haxtell pays their bond <laughs> and has them play four years and then go back up to the... They don't have to go to, to class at all because they're... Planes, no, no. Never uh, been to a class. But... Lake Superior State invented that. You know, That's was it true. 92 or whatever when they came and they beat the snot out of the Gophers with these guys that, you know, like they, like they blackjack Chirac. They're wearing stocking caps on the ice and, and a pipe. <laughs> and just full beards and fucking. They were all 29 years old. 
Oh, he invented that, just getting old Canadians and bringing them down into college hockey, and it was embarrassing. And, and then he uh, – well, there's other reasons why I don't like Jeff Jackson, too. But What are the other reasons? That's – we don't have to talk about it. But he's, uh, he's a doucher. That sounds exactly like what we need to talk about. No. All right. So, uh, Michael, what are your thoughts on Gophers hockey this year? You're, you're Mr. Gopher. You know, uh, the ne- unanimous number one in the country now, right? So uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're doing something right. I, I, you know, sometimes it's not the worst thing in the world when your your older players leave. I think you know. I think we Just make too about much Chris Humphreys. Yeah, yeah. I think we make, especially in hockey, we, we might make too much about that sometimes because I think you know the, the guys that are ready to leave, they're they're ready to move on, and they they had a lot of guys. Ready to come in, and that's that's been that's been pretty evident. I mean, they're they've got a ton of forwards playing at a really high level right now, and you know, Warning has taken another step, Rao has taken another step. I mean, these guys are just they're they're playing at a very high level, and I I don't know what that translates into once you get into you know March and you know into Frozen Four time, but they're they're legit contenders. They're, they 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 could, they, could, they could do it this year. Well, I have a take on that. I, we'll see. It, there's no way of knowing. We've never seen this Big Ten season before. Right. Uh, in the past, the, the Gophers have come out of the gates. They, they've always had a lot of talent there. It's, the yep. it's just they're, they have a, an advantage in recruiting, and that's the way it is. So they come out of the gate, and they're they're always hot, top of the top of the national polls. And as the season lines down, they kind of uh, you know, trail off, and everybody puts that on Lucia, and we'll see. If it happens again this year, we'll see. What I always wonder about is, if it's because of the WCHA, the way it's set up is that every weekend, every team is gunning for the Gophers. It's just the way it is. It's when they play against Mankato, it's Mankato's biggest game in the season. When they play against St. Cloud, the place is packed and going crazy. Right. And it's, it's St. Cloud's biggest in Duluth and UND, and it's just every place they go, every weekend they don't get a break. Well, this year it's going to be they're going to go play Penn State, and yep. then they're going to go play Michigan State, and it's still a big games, but it's not the place isn't just going to be insane and uh, it's not going to be like playing UND. Good for better or worse. Set that right. aside though. Should it have happened? Should it have Just set that aside. I think that will help them in March where hmm. they won't be so drained. That's my take is we'll see. Huh. Be um, interesting. It's not week in, week out getting pounded and being the, the other team's biggest opponent. Uh, you go down and play uh, let's say play Michigan. That's going to be a good team, but the place isn't going to be going crazy like right. when you played um, St. Cloud. Sure, I think I I think Penn State is going to be a surprisingly good atmosphere. I happened to see some of the game that they played against Army, which was their first game or whatever, and I was kind of surprised because it seemed like there were a lot of fans there and they were really into it. And I, you know, well, I think there were a lot of stories about how. Uh, around the time of the Paterno scandal and the Jerry Sandusky scandal, there are a lot of stories about how insular the Penn State culture is, and I think that's going to feed into a fairly good fan experience at other things. I know they've had good crowds for volleyball and stuff like that before, sure. too. And They support their athletics. Yep. It's <laughs> undeniable. No, I, it's probably not the greatest thing all the time, but uh, they I don't, certainly support their teams. I don't think, yeah. <laughs> when it leads to child rape, it's not a necessarily yeah, a good thing. Yeah, it's probably... Not the greatest thing. But I, I think that's going to be a surprisingly good atmosphere, and I think Ohio State is still going to be known as the worst place to play hockey in the Big Ten because nobody could give a crap there. Yeah. Well, what, do you ta- what do you think of my theory, Jeff, that if I marched in, I th- in my, do you think? 
I think it's going to be a different atmosphere for a couple of years because obviously Minnesota and Wisconsin is always going to be a knocking heads kind of thing, and Minnesota and Michigan have had generally had a pretty good rivalry going, just from the fact that they're usually both pretty good teams. Michigan that State Red is Aronson's a jackass too. Yeah, <laughs> that's another reason. Michigan State is sort of nothing. Ohio State's sort of nothing. I think the games at Penn State will be fun just because if the Gophers are still near the top of the polls, they'll be excited to possibly knock off the Gophers. But I think you're right in, in that it's going to be different than every week. It's uh, Minnesota versus Mankato State versus Bemidji State versus Duluth. Even you know, even playing Denver and Colorado College a lot of the time, those were big games somehow when theoretically well, they should be playing each other. I look at Yale last year in the national tournament, and they're fucking Yale. And it's not like you watch them and you're surprised by how much talent they have. No, they were not very good. They had a good goaltender. But, man, they're playing fucking, what, Colgate, you know, on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And uh, if they have any talent at all and a good goalie, like the Gophers do this year, being fresh in March is uh, is going to be a big advantage. And that's why I say I think Yale showed it last year. Um, maybe not. I don't, I don't know. If a if a twenty year old can't get up for the national tournament, then yeah, that's something. Anyways, wrong. I guess it, it it seems odd, but I guess it does. I mean, it could wear on. We'll we'll see. And we should mention that the Minnesota St. Cloud State series, which I think is coming up in a couple of weeks here, is shaping up to be a pretty good one. Yeah, St. Cloud still still has a hockey team. They kept that. Yeah, I kept that going. I look. Are, are they undefeated? Yes, they are undefeated. There's two undefeated teams left. Minnesota. And Go Huskies! Woo! Go Huskies! Woo! This is the part where I was trying to bring Stu into this, just uh, yeah. maybe get him excited, but clearly he couldn't care less. So. Forget it. I tried. I mean, the Why? CMAs are on. We knew that he wasn't going to be paying attention. <laughs> this is his. This is his Christmas. If they put the CMAs I really on, Christmas. I was hoping. That, well, they had the Kenny Rogers All Star tribute. I was hoping they'd reenact the scene from Lebowski. I was really <laughs> just hoping it would be just dropped in, and it would. That is know, such a great song. It's, it really is. It's amazing that a song that great came from Kenny Rogers. No I mean, shit, it's, man. It's so. It's really, really good. I love that one. It is. It is. There's no irony in, at all in liking that song. It's fantastic. Stu can't host his CMA party tonight and be on this podcast full time. No, it's true. We were lucky to have him for a yeah. couple minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I am distracted. Just checking in while he's doing a getting a new bowl of chips for his guests. Yeah, pork rinds actually. Right. I'm a man of the people. Of course, of course. All right, I've got at least one more thing I want to mention, which is a personal request from Mike. Which is please, please stop talking about Brett Favre. <laughs> you already tweeted that at me today. <laughs> please, but you didn't respond. So now I can, that we've got you live, here. make sure you've heard it. Well, you know he is a former Vikings quarterback. I love that. So, <laughs> so is Wade Solid Wilson, but you never burn. post anything about Wade Wilson. God, that's great. Twist that knife. I, I'm fascinated. He's in the page guy. views, I, I John. Know you know he's in the page I'm, views. I am fascinated by Brett Favre. I, I think. I don't he's think it's crazy to think he would come back this year. I don't, I think he's I think he's I think he's crazy and I think if if he woke up one morning and thought he could still play, he would he would very passively aggressively go about trying to get somebody to sign him. He wakes up every morning and thinks that he's Brett Favre. He's completely delusional. Yeah, do you think people no one's going to give him the chance? That's the problem, right? Somebody he's would give him a chance. Years old. Somebody would give him a chance. Oh, yeah. No he shit. He played at his age, so of course someone would the Packers would sign him tomorrow. Do you think they 
No. If you saw Seneca, you saw Seneca Wallace play, right? Yeah. John, sorry, now we're talking about Favre. I don't believe that, though. That's why he's quiet. He's not going to go play for He's going to retire okay. a Viking. Okay, bear in mind a couple weeks ago. He wants to retire a Viking. Oh, God. Yes, he does. Honor. Former Viking quarterback, Brett Favre. That's my favorite part of writing those things for oh, Randall. Oh, that's that little... legend. Oh, uh, it drives so people bad. nuts. Well, he can play for the Packers and then do one of those deals where he signs the one-day contract to retire as a Viking later on. You know, later, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. I don't think it's we know where his heart is. Yeah. Um, yeah. The pa- that door is closed. He's not going back to the Packers. It would be somebody like who? I don't know. If De- if Peyton broke his neck again or something. Right. <laughs> if, yeah. I thought it could only happen to a contender, and I, I consider Green Bay still to be a contender with a quarterback. So, yeah, yeah, that'd be fair. <laughs> I don't want to hear those Packer fans bitching about losing their quarterback to injury that, for three games. They're not going to have a quarterback for three games since try ten years high school. The last time they <laughs> yeah. had a quarterback go down for multiple games. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. That's what I say. Three <laughs> games. Babies. You do say that. Jerk. That is totally a Clarence thing to say. John, uh, due to your point, I'll try not to, to stir up any more Favre uh, dust for the rest of the season. Don't unless, listen to John. You don't unless, have to listen to him. Unless there's news to be had. <laughs> and then you're so just reporting the news. That you're is not going to write it's about him to... unless you can manufacture another stupid story about Brett <laughs> yes. Favre. Yes, so yes. do a search on um, Google and something pops up about Brett Favre. How many Google? Do you have one on your phone and on your computer and go through your email? Does he show us any mention of Brett Favre? Brett Favre Fax Favre. machine. Yeah. No, Fax I don't. machine. <laughs> I just go fishing every now and then. Would I happens. email Michael Rand every day? Probably would. <laughs> <laughs> have a guy play quarterback like that in our league? That's big. That's Leslie Frazier, by the way. That was an excellent Leslie Frazier. I didn't think it could be anyone else. That actually wasn't bad. Yeah. It was pretty good. Do it again. All right, anybody else got anything they want to mention tonight? I think we've covered uh, just about every sport that's happening. We haven't talked about the Vikings. Well, we said sport. Why? Yeah. <laughs> They're on tomorrow night. They, they will not ruin There's your Sunday. Vikings. They will not ruin yeah. your Sunday. Yeah. you got a whole weekend. So, Am I wrong, or is uh, is our guy uh, Corduroy Panserson just not playing any of these games at all? Like, I don't really feel like I see him on the offense. He's out there all the time. Back. He's got yep, two yep. He's, and he's, he's great got, at that. He's very yeah, elusive. He, he turns throw punts into nine yard gains, just like Harvin used to. But they don't uh, they don't do anything else with him, and it's kind of weird. He, I think he's he got a. Yeah. I think he got a pass last week. Somewhere it's a complicated offense. Yeah, the Musgrave. It can't be a complicated offense because I've seen that coordinator holding, and it's on a fucking post-it note at this point. I know. Like, how many things can be on there? Not many. I really want Bill Musgrave to just come out and start reading stuff off his hand where he's written it. <laughs> yeah. well, let's talk about this Patterson thing. For so they had three number one draft, yep. first round draft picks. Yep. Patterson plays like a third of the time. Panterson, but continue. Ro- Xavier Rhodes. Well, but he he didn't start. He in the nickel. He he plays and he's he doing plays all right. But he, he doesn't start yet. They won't start him, oh, even no though shit. they've got shit for D backs. I and thought he was their number one. He's starting tomorrow. Well, they won't play him on the strong side. I think, um, he's, I think he's starting now. But well, and he's he wasn't right away. 
strong side either. Um, and then Sharif Floyd. Yeah. I mean, if he's out there, I'm not seeing him. He's not doing a lot. Yeah, I don't even know what number he is. <sighs> that was supposed to be the big deal. It's yeah. Rick Spielman's big coup this season is, oh, he did old Rick. He did it again. The old trading, trading Rick. Fucking, he pulled it off another steal. <laughs> and these guys aren't playing at all. Three number ones, and they're not doing anything. Do we blame like, that they're... And it's not like they're so not I, playing on the Broncos. They're not playing on a one and seven team. That's, right, that's right, my right. exact point. So who do we blame for this? Somebody's got to take the blame. It's not just, well, it's nobody's fault. Are the players not good, which then makes it Spielman's fault? Well, are the coaches not utilizing them? Well, then it's the coach. It's one or the other. It's either the coaches or Spielman. Well, Patterson obviously has talent. You know, you've seen it with the kick returns and the limited times he does get to touch the ball on offense. I think Rhodes is, you know, cornerback's a tough thing to learn as a rookie, but I think he's done okay. He hasn't had any interceptions yet, but, you know, part of it's probably the scheme, too. You know, they they play this cover, too, and I don't think it's the kind of thing he's used to playing. And Floyd, I don't know. He's I, He's been pretty invisible, to be honest. I haven't seen much from him at all so far. That doesn't seem like a complicated position. Like, no, it's not. It shouldn't be. That, you know? It shouldn't be. He was the first pick, right? If Pat Williams could do it, then it wasn't complicated. You take up two blockers, and that allows your edge rushers to get where you need to get. That's, yeah, right. that's what you do there. You hit those guys there. Yeah. Didn't Spielman, wasn't he also the guy that signed uh, John Carlson to some insane... Oh, that was him. Yeah. I'm just so bummed that there's so much other stuff to make fun of him about that we haven't really been getting that its proper due. Well, it's, it's so buried. It's so dumb. He'll, he'll be the featured tight end now with Rudolph. Uh, we'll get to see him really shine. Finally. Well, you know, Finally. you know, I'm compromised because I'm a big fan of the Litchfield Dragons, and I just, uh, I can't, I can't speak ill of anybody who's associated with the Litchfield Dragons. Anybody that's within that hundred mile radius west of the cities, you're exactly. Yep. They have a drive-in, you know. I'm pretty sure John Carlson was on a Litchfield Dragons basketball team that lost to Ortonville in the state playoffs one year. Really. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Checks out. Wow. Another sportive fact. Sportive fact. John Carlson, basketball loser. Oh, wow. I thought thought you meant football. I'm sorry. No. Litchfield would not lose to Ordenville in football. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I don't know. Well, We talked uh, maybe like five weeks ago. Uh, I tried to pin you down on Rick Spielman and everybody, yeah. the, everybody, and I said, because you know that for a long time I've wanted him fired, fucking show yeah. the door is a disaster. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you said, well, let's wait and see. Yeah, and I said, okay, what would it take to get you on the fire Rick Spielman bandwagon? Yeah, and fire Frazier and Musgrave and Williams and everybody. Yeah, and you said less Steckel. It's it has to approach less Steckel. Yeah, uh, a, a Steckel like situation. And I think yep. we're there. Um, so yeah, we're moving there fast. The Vikings have been three and thirteen twice in their in their history. Once yeah. with Les Steckler and once with Leslie Frazier, the first time the first year yep. he coached. And they gotta win two games just to get there. Yeah. Um, so likely Frazier is to have is going to have two of the worst records in Vikings history. Yes. Uh, he can't survive that. No, he'll, um, he'll be gone. That's not really where I'm going. Can Spielman survive that? Yeah, that's a good. If anyone survives question. it, it'll be him. Yeah, how? I think it's, it's like kind of what's his resume? Apocalypse. 
how has he built up enough equity? What is on his resume that says he gets another year? Sure, tell me the one thing. I mean, if this was like Parcells, you say, well, he's got these Super Bowls, or right. Ted Thompson, or any of these guys that you say, all right, well, they have these playoff histories of building Super Bowl franchises. He has destroyed, he destroyed the Dolphins. They ran him out of town on a train, and he came here, and, uh, you know, the guys that did well were really Childress's guys. You can't point to Spielman and say he, he took those guys and built them. Um, why, why does he get to stay? Just because he's buddies with Ziggy? Is that it? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think his, he gained a certain amount of reputation, do or undo, for for doing good work in the draft. I think his, his draft history is a lot more hit or miss and a lot of misses than, than we Who's really have. Yeah. I mean, Who's well, Harrison the draft? Smith, good pick. So he drafts every Notre Dame guy. Clarence won't give him credit for no, not, not any, Notre Dame. I'm not giving him Harry Smith at all. <laughs> Harry Smith, Kyle Rudolph. John Carlson, what he's got. Kyle Rudolph, the guy who catches 12 passes a year. He Kyle Rudolph is a good tight end. He is. He is. It. Kyle Rudolph is good. But again, Notre Dame. So if you draft every Notre Dame guy right. and two of them work out, oh, and Khalil, I Khalil's a no-brainer. I mean, every, anybody would have picked him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's credit for Khalil. Jury's out on the three first rounders this year. I mean, it's it's a it's a spotty history. You know, the quarterback didn't work out. Um, you know, I can't remember who. Some of you know some of the rest of the later round picks were that year. I think they got that's some. They don't play. That's they got, they got they're they're hurting hurting I, mean, I, yeah. I I would say it's it's a real it's it's a it's at best a coin flip for him if you know if this season finishes the way it started. You know what I just realized? Rick I don't think Spiel- it's a slam dunk, but Rick Spielman has the exact same draft strategy as Holly Manthai does when we have our fantasy football draft. <laughs> Take That's it, true. Take them if they're obvious, or take somebody who went to Notre Dame. That's it. <laughs> and, how is, and how is Holly doing in the fantasy football league? I, I don't remember. Couldn't tell you. Better than the Vikings. Vikings. About, I think she's, yeah, about par two, probably six or something. Yeah. yeah, I think that we are always in favor of fire who's in there right now, go yep. to the top five best organizations in football, Mm-hmm. Talk to their number two guys and choose one of those guys. That's it. Number two guy, best organization. That's how to do it. Or let us do it. We, we, That's what our actually our favorite thing. Let us I do it. Think that's we'll a reasonable right. option. Uh, let us. Yeah. Um, We're reasonable. I think it'd be hard because we don't agree on much. So the war room would be literally a war room. I mean, we would yeah. have guns. Yeah. Shoot each other. A lot of knife violence. <sighs> yeah. Would you want yeah. Nick Sane? Entertaining though. A lot of listeners no. of that podcast we recorded. Why not? I don't know. Well, that's not a good... <laughs> you say Nick no, Saban? I'm... You yeah. didn't ask me names from reasons you wouldn't want Nick Saban. You I'm just asked me what I want Nick Saban. Michael, what do you think? Nick Saban. Nick Saban? Total control? Or just well, you have to get him here. Yeah. Boy, I don't know. Uh, I don't th- I know. I say no. I don't want okay. Nick Saban. But why not? Yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm looking for reasons. You're saying why? Because college coaches now have been able to, like, with Carroll and with... I'm saying Saban was, didn't do well his first time, but there's been plenty of guys that were bad their first time in NFL. Coach Belichick. Belichick. Uh, Carroll. Yeah. The best teams in the NFL mostly have coaches that didn't do all that well their first time around and came back the second time. Uh, I think they'll make a play for a big-name former NFL coach next year. Bill Cowher? 
Yeah, Cow or... No, uh, I don't want these Chucky. dinosaurs. John Gruden. Oh. John Gruden. God. Yeah, no thank you. No thanks to the old guys. Gruden's not a dinosaur. No, but... <laughs> that's he just seems like the worst not... person in the world. Yeah, those Can you guys, imagine having John Gruden around? It'd just be incredibly annoying. It'd be like having Tim McCarver over to watch baseball. <laughs> yeah, he annoys me when I have no stake in it. Now what? Yeah. Won a Super Bowl. That'd be nice. <sighs> That's true. We need one one. I would. I would be fine with the college guy. I mean, John uh, Harbaugh has been fine. Same thing, yeah. right? Yeah. He's kind of a lunatic, but yeah. Yeah, he just likes yelling. Well, so is Saban. I mean, he's a lunatic, too. Uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of guys. I don't have a good reason. Yeah. I vote Teddy Bridgewater for next head coach. He's just not going to enter the draft. We're going to hire him as head coach. And, you know, maybe go out game three. There's no rule against a head coach putting himself in a starting quarterback. Why the hell not? Do you think Teddy Bridgewater, just the hope of getting him, is actually going to save some people's jobs in the front offices or coaches of the NFL this year that are going to, like, accept tanking from their incompetent staff to allow them to stand one more year to get Teddy Bridgewater? Right, like, he's actually saving NFL jobs just Sorry. because he might be good. The Maybe. personnel guys only have so much control. It's the players actually have to, you have to get it through to the players to, to tank it, too. If the Vikings are tanking this year, they're doing a great job of it. They're making they just it, don't have talent. Yeah, they're, that's, making it, they're making it very believable though with these last minute losses. That's yeah. true. They're keeping it close. Yeah, they're keeping it honest. Even. None it's of your Jacksonville get beat by thirty every week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I mean, there's no art in that, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's no explanation that. for throwing <laughs> fifty-five times in the Giants game. Other no, than they were not. tanking it. There's none. There's not one no. for Adrian Peterson holding his helmet. As the play is going on, basically, like <laughs> I'm not even playing, and uh, Josh Freeman threw fifty. Was it three? Fifty-three, 53 passes, yeah. and every single one of them were them. terrible. Nine <sighs> for fifty-three. Um, they were tanking. They were. It's only explanation. But if they were tanking, they would have left Freeman in there in subsequent weeks, even with the concussion. Oh, no, they the, get a week the, to the, get the genius better. Is they have Ponder back there. That's the genius of it. Is it looks like they're improving, but they're like, no, it's it's Christian Ponder. If they even got good in practice, they yanked him. Like, damn it, Weaver, not. Yep. If they were trying to win right now, if they're trying to win right now, they'd be playing Castle. Yep, that's it. That's yep. That's right. Four million bucks this year. Who do you want to be the? Maybe this is a a closing deal. Michael, who's your favorite college quarterback to be? Uh, the, who do you want to be the Vikings' quarter, starting quarterback next season? Johnny football. Johnny football. I want Johnny football. Wow, I'm fine really? with that. I'm. I'll second that. Isn't Johnny he's football tiny. five foot nine? He's a little no. guy. No, he's he's at least as tall as Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so he's five yeah, he foot is. ten. He's yeah, he really is though. He's five eleven, right? Yeah, maybe six feet. Something yeah, like that. He's Drew Brees size. So he comes royal money, so he's obviously insane. So you yeah. have you want that too? He's Drew Brees' uh, height, but he he weighs like fifty pounds less, isn't he? Like he seems like a really puny. He does seem skinny. Yeah, very scrawny dude. Really? I still yeah, want, I uh, him him a... stocky. That's how I would have described him. Uh, I think he's scrawny, and I'm pretty he's sure he has scrawny. a drinking problem. Well, yeah, he Perfect. has yep. a drinking well, problem, which is why he'll drop. To like you know the end of the first round, top of the second, so they can get clowny with their first pick. You know? 
Johnny Football, their second pick. Let's roll with that. Maybe Everything put, not roll with that. Maybe put well, Clay through the same like camp that? that Sharif Floyd went through. Yeah, I, I love that idea, Stu. I'm in. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm all in. I'm all in on that. Clown for clowning. Wait a second, you went <sighs> the exact opposite way on this last week, Claire. But that'd be so much fun, though. I just am thinking <laughs> through the fun. I ran the Swanson be because Johnny Football is the heir apparent to Brett Favre. <laughs> the that's game. the exact really reason is. the mic wants him. That's the, really only, that's the only way I'll stop talking about Favre is if the Johnny Football comes here. Good throw. Would you want his coach too? Texas A&M's coach, Kevin Sumlin. He's, he's one of us. He is one of us. us. Uh-huh. He is. That's what I'm going with. He was a Wacker. Yeah, Wacker was here. So he's definitely one of us. He drove through here. Yeah. And Virginia, he, uh, maybe he lived he here. Up, what was it? Houston or something? Kind of out of nothing. Yeah. yeah, that's the guy yeah. I want right there. Do you remember? Do any of you guys remember when Sid Hartman used to bang the drum for? I think it was Mike Shanahan to come back to Minnesota as a Vikings coach just because he was a grad assistant for a yeah. year on the Gophers yes. staff. Yeah. Okay, let's let's just okay back up. I, I got really uncomfortable when he said, "Remember when Sid Hartman used to bang?" And then I just, <laughs> then I just blacked like, out. So he like a girlfriend, does he? he? Yeah, it was in the back he? of a Model T. <laughs> on top of a brontosaurus. Stu <laughs> <laughs> doesn't still date or anything like that, does? I mean, that ship has sailed, right? Who doesn't? He doesn't go out. I don't. I don't I know, and I don't Stu. care. Huh. <laughs> Are we yeah, really sorry. speculating on I Sid Hartman's think. dating life right now? Probably yeah, time to end. It's probably time to end. Wondering how all that. Please stop. You know, we need to have a safe word. I want to hit the stop <laughs> button, but I just can't. Taco. <laughs> Taco. 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 That can't be. We've had several podcasts where we've talked about Mexican food and other things. Anyway, I think it is probably about time to end. Uh, we've got Whoa. People, we've got people dropping Whoa, off. What was that? Brandon just gave up on the podcast right there. That's what just happened. <laughs> He heard the safe yeah. and that was enough for him. So we'll say goodbye. Uh, thanks for listening um, throughout all of the TV watching, especially the Country Music Awards. Go ahead and look up the Kenny Rogers Tribute Band. I think you'll understand. Oh, my it. God. I think Brandon will Okay. But he's muted You're somehow, muted, I think. When I look Hello. into your there you eyes, go. I don't know see what love is strange. <laughs> Darling, I hold you. Don't you know I feel the same. Uh, Cigarette dangling out. Yeah. Sometimes you need some. I'm done. Oh man, classic. Yeah, we're not gonna have. It's no Rascal Flats, but it's something. We're not gonna have outro music tonight. It's just gonna be that. That's it. No, you gotta play November Rain for the outro. All right, that makes I demand it. that makes better sense. So, did everybody have an error? Or was it just me? Nope, it was just you. Nope. Just no you. shit. Yep. Thanks no a lot, Dallas. Jeez. All right. Really ruined everything. <laughs> this podcast went off the rails at least ten minutes ago. Uh, thanks for listening, <laughs> and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for coming.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.